share this video out. Get it to your family, your friends, your loved ones. Let them know Wednesday Night Fuel is beginning and we are going to dig into the word of the Lord. I am um, honored and privileged to be before you on this uh, on this Wednesday as we have an opportunity to be not just hearers of the word, but doers only. Let me pray and then I'll jump right in. Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do. Now, Father, put our heart in the right posture. Put our minds in the right posture to receive what the Spirit would say to the church. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're, we've been in John, John chapter 15. We're still working through this series on abiding, staying in the place where God would have us to be. This is staying not only tangibly in the posture and position of the Lord, but also mentally and spiritually in the posture and position of the Lord. During this last week, actually, this is that was the first Sunday that I have not been before uh, Marketplace uh, since the pandemic. And Overseer uh, Daphne just ministered a phenomenal word on this past Sunday. I honor and I'm so grateful for the team that is surrounding me, all of the elders and the overseers, the ministers, the diaconate who are there that uh, allow me to really lead this charge and they assist and lead with me. So that word that Overseer Daphne delivered was phenomenal and definitely set us up for where I will be on tonight. And the question that, that, that Overseer asked us was, but did you die? The rhetorical, but did you die? Did you really put yourself in a place where you have crucified the flesh with its lust and its passions. Matter of fact, um, through that word, she's actually laid the foundation for several weeks that I will build upon. And when we start asking ourselves these questions, um, and when we start looking at the things that are not going right in our life, we can always come back, but did you die? But they didn't do right, and they didn't do this. I, I get it, but did you die? But Bishop, the, the people at my job are doing wrong by me. I understand. But did you die? But Bishop, my kids are acting crazy. Yes, I understand that. But did you die? But Bishop, my marriage is on the brink. Understood. But did you die? It's really a question of personal responsibility. It's a question where we must evaluate whether or not we are where we're supposed to do, where, where we're supposed to be before we attempt to evaluate where others are. Did you die? Before we point the finger, are we in the place of holiness and purity? When we look at this in light of the text for this last portion of our series in verse 8 of John chapter 15, it reads like this. Listen to this. And, I, and I'm really going to kind of expand on the work that the overseer did, expand on that and really challenge us on this evening. But look at verse 8. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Again, my father is glorified by this, 
So we're about to learn what this is, that you bear much fruit. So the Father is glorified when we bear, and so prove to be my disciples. So the Father, God gets the glory when we bear much fruit. And by bearing much fruit, we prove or we validate or we exemplify our discipleship. And I want to give glory to God. I want to make sure that the Lord is glorified, that he is exalted. But in order for us to bring glory to God, we must say, wait a minute, he's glorified by the bearing of fruit. Before I move to my to my leading question for tonight, I believe that glorifying God is difficult for many of us because we are more concerned with glorifying ourselves. We're asking ourselves questions like, how is this going to make me look? How is this going to move me ahead? How is this going to progress me and my goals and my dreams and my desires? What is this going to do for me? But to glorify God is about the advancement of the kingdom agenda. It's about the advancement of the will of God. It's about the advancement of his way. And the problem is I'll never want to glorify God when I really want to just glorify me. It brings us back to the question that the overseer asked, but did you die? Because if my flesh is alive, my desire is for me to be exalted and not the Lord to be exalted. And so when I look at this, it says, let me tell you how God is glorified. How is God glorified? When I bear fruit. And what does bearing fruit do? Bearing fruit validates my discipleship. Here's my question for us. What area in your life needs to die in order for the fruit to live? What area in your life needs to die in order for the fruit to live? Some of you who uh, may know my wife, uh, you know that um, she loves to be in the garden and um, my responsibility for the garden is to prepare the space. It's another whole message. I prepare the space. I build the beds. I clear the area. I clear the weeds. I, I, I ready the ground uh, for the garden. And in the particular area where our garden is in our home, there is um, some brush and there are some trees that are along the fence line. There's some trees. They grow all along the fence line. And what we found out um, with this particular garden, because we, we had the opportunity to expand our garden this year, what we found out is that we have a particular tomato plant that was uh, producing a lot of fruit, a very successful plant. Hear me. But as the tree line began to grow and the tomato plant began to grow, there was an intersection between the trees that were growing in the tree line and the fruit that was being produced from the garden. Eventually, what ended up happening is the fruit from the tomato plant was entangled in the tree line. And watch this. The fruit was strangled by the tree. The tree overtook it. 
And when this tree overtook it, my wife said, the reason that everything along the tree line did not produce to the same extent as the things uh, further from the tree line is because the tree line created a shadow and the sun couldn't get through. Hmm. And so in order for, for the fruit to continue to produce, I had to consistently cut back all the trees on the tree line. Now watch, if I wasn't trying to produce fruit, the trees on the tree line would not been would not have been that big of a deal. But watch this, those same trees interfered with fruit production. So it put me in a situation. Something has to die for something else to live. I had to kill one thing in order to make sure that the fruit kept producing. Here's this this is our question. What in your life is growing and by the growth of it is killing the fruit you're trying to produce. What areas, what, what, what thought processes, what mentalities are growing that are overshadowing the very things that you're trying to produce for the kingdom? What fruit is dying? Not because the ground is bad, not because it's not watered, not because you didn't plant it correctly, but only because there's something else that you did not feel was an interferer that is prohibiting your fruit from getting the right amount of sun. Hear me. So many times, glory to the lamb. So many times we have things like a relationship and we're like, this relationship is not working right. This relationship is not producing. This relationship, it can't be right. And see, watch this. The relationship is actually not the problem. Mm -hmm. The relationship is on good ground, glory. The relationship was planted correctly, yes. The relationship is being watered consistently. But the problem is not the relationship. The problem is the other things that you won't kill that are, is shielding the relationship from getting the proper sun. Yes, glory to God. There are some things in in your life right now that before you give up on them you need to ask yourself this question what area what other thing what mindset what other thing that used to grow that I would have ignored needs to die in order for the fruit that God is declaring to live so what we do is we end up saying, all right, I'm just going to dig this up because it's not growing. And so you're digging good seed, well watered out of good ground because it's not growing, not recognizing that if you just would have killed that, it would have let this live. Ha! Yes, Lord. And too many of the things that we need to kill are things that we've been comfortable with for years. And then when the Lord comes in and gives you a new responsibility, when the Lord comes in and gives you a new task, when the Lord comes in and elevates you to a new level, you forget that now that I'm on a new level with a new assignment and a new task that new fruit needs to produce. And the things that I was comfortable with yesterday, I have to cut down today. Glory to God. All right, let's make it practical. There 
there's some people that before you got married, it was okay for you to talk to them. But now that you're married, there's just some conversations you just cannot have, some places you cannot go, some things you cannot do if you want the fruit of the new relationship to live. So stop thinking that your new partner, your married partner, I said like that, is being overbearing because they have an issue with the old tree that you won't cut down. What area, mm, I said something there, what area needs to die in order for your fruit to live? Again, let's go back to our text. My father is glorified by this. What is he glorified? He's glorified when you bear much fruit. But our fruit production is being inhibited by the fact that we will not kill the things that are strangling the fruit. My father is glorified in this. How? That I bear much fruit. Now write down the word to bear. To bear. And when we talk about bearing fruit, to bear is really, uh, there's four parts to this definition, to bear. First, when I'm bearing fruit, you see bearing as a burden, a burden. So when I bear fruit, it's a burden. It means to take on right? To take on. So when he says, how do I glorify God? Number one, I take on fruit. Hey, glory. I take on fruit. Too many times, too many times we think of bearing only in the sense of producing. I'll get to that in a minute. But number one, I take on fruit. So to bear, how do I glorify God? By bearing fruit, by taking on fruit. Sometimes, and somebody's hearing me right now in the spirit. Some of the fruit that you are called to bear is coming from seeds that you didn't even sow. Mm, that's called stewardship. I'll do that again. Some of the fruit that you're being called to bear is coming from seeds that you didn't even sow. Somebody hear me in the spirit. We're in a season right now where there are seeds that were planted by people who can't carry it forward. God is calling the next man, the next woman up, if you will. And when he calls us to this next level, we're going to be handed a plant with fruit on it that we didn't sow, but we have to bear. Mm -hmm. Which means that sometimes when I'm bearing fruit, the first thing that I must understand that bearing fruit requires responsibility because bearing in the first sense is a burden of something I take on. Yes, Lord. Number two, I hope somebody heard me right there to bear as a burden. Number one, number two, to bear as a motion of advancement, a motion of, advan of, of advancement. What do you mean? If you look at this, they would use the word bear when it came to ships or when it came to an army. And they would tell them to bear ahead. It meant to press or advance. So when the Lord says, I'm glorified in this, what are you glorified in? That you bear much fruit. So number one, God gets the glory when I'm willing to take on new responsibilities that he gives me. Because some of us are taking on responsibilities that nobody, that God didn't give you. 
So he's glorified when we take on the responsibility that he gives us. We take it on as a burden, a responsibility. Number two, he's glorified when I advance. I bear as in the motion of advancement. When I'm willing to press forward, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So to bear fruit is to press forward, to press the fruit as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, they would use the word bearing to mean the advancement of the word. And in this season that we're in, we need some people to bear ahead, some people to say, listen, I know there are things coming against me, but I'm going to press. I'm going to put some force on this thing. Is there anybody that's not going to grow weary in well-doing, knowing that in due season you will reap if you faint not? I need somebody to bear ahead. Come on now, just lean into the glory of God. Lean into the anointing. Lean into the power of prayer. Lean into the word. Lean into God. Lean into the Holy Ghost. You need to lean in and press forward. Press forward into the things of God. Press forward into his calling. Press forward into the challenges because you have to recognize even when the enemy is trying to come against you, you got to press back. You press, you press. So I give glory to God, number one, when I take on as the burden of the Lord. Number two, when I have the motion of advancement, when I press forward in advancement. Number three, I give glory to God when, watch this, I, I, I bear as the motion of change. The motion of change. This is difficult here. Overseer Daphne talked talked about us getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of the comfort zone. And one of the issues about bearing, one of the problems with bearing is, again, I take on, I press forward the motion of advancement, but it's also the motion of change. I'll give it to you like this. They would tell the ship or they would tell uh, the army or they would tell the chariot, bear to the left. Bear to the right, hard right, bear hard right, bear hard left. In other words, sometimes when God is telling you to bear fruit, he's telling you to shift, to move, to, to literally the path that you're on is no longer going to take you to the place where you're called. Bear, bear off. And this becomes difficult because our current trajectory is the trajectory of our comfort. This is the way we've always done it. Even when it's wrong, we're comfortable in doing it that way. Even when it doesn't give God glory, we're comfortable. And when you're telling me, God, so you mean to tell me I have to love on another level? Bear off. Bear off of hate and, 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 and bear into. Bear off of bitterness and bear into. Bear off of strife and bear into. So shift and press forward. Shift, press forward, take on. Shift, press forward, take on. I need you to become. See, watch this. Bearing is becoming. Glory. Bearing is becoming. Yes, bearing. To bear fruit is to become everything. It's a shift in our character. It is a shift in our mentality. By this will all men know that you are mine when you love. Wait a minute, but he's love. So bearing is becoming. And this is why for many people, it feels not only foreign, but painful. Because when I'm bearing, I'm taking on. When I'm bearing, I'm pressing forward. When I'm bearing, I'm shifting direction. But then here's the last one, number four. When I bear, I bring forth. I produce. Hear me. 
God gets the glory. Yes. How? When you bear much fruit. What do you mean? When you press forward, when you take on, when you change and shift from the things of the flesh to the things of God that bear, when I'm no longer there, but now I'm with you, God, when I no longer think like the world, but I think like the kingdom, when I'm no longer dark, but now I walk in light, when I'm the one, I'm the called out ones, when I'm the ecclesia, when I no longer want to get people back, but I want to pray for folks, when I no longer want to clap back at people, but I just began to go down in prayer, I'm bearing, I'm bearing fruit, I'm bearing fruit when I began to look like you and talk like you, when I began to take on the burdens that you would take on and begin to think like you think and hear like you hear and see like you see when I'm no longer of them but I'm of the kingdom when I come out from among them and I go into the things of God I'm bearing I take on I press forward I shift from to and then I bring forth I bring forth some of us are trying to bring forth when you're still on worldly paths some of us are trying to bring forth when you weren't willing to take on. Some of us are trying to bring forth when you weren't willing to advance. I ain't going to do that. God, I want to do your will, but they going to have to change. No, not all the time. God gets the glory when we bear, when I take on, when I advance, when I shift, when I bring forth. When I take on, I advance, when I shift, when I bring forth. Watch, 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 watch. If my people who are called by my name would humble yourself, pray, seek his face, look, turn. Turn from their wicked ways. Turning, shift. So you mean to tell me that before I get to heal, hear from heaven, forgive your, forgive your sins and heal your land, there's some shifting that needs to take place? Yes. Too many times we want everything and everyone to conform to us prior to us moving forward in him. God is asking the question, what area needs to die in order for the fruit to live? What do you need to kill in order for the fruit to come forth? Why is all of this important? Right there in verse 8, and so proved to be my disciples. Because the bearing is the proof. The bearing is the proof, not the collar. The bearing is the proof, not what church you go to. The bearing is the proof, not your title. The bearing, not, not even your seed, not your praise, not your dance. The bearing. You know a tree by the fruit that it bears. The fruit that it was able to take on. The fruit that it was able to advance. The fruit that you see in the changing of direction. The fruit that it brings forth. That's how we know 
That's how we know. Were you able to take on more as a good steward? Handle more as a good steward? Or complain more? Fuss more? Argue more? Find fault more? Were you able to advance more? Or were you just pointing the finger more? Blaming more? Ridiculing more? Were you able to shift from old mentalities more? Or were you compromising more? Taking scripture out of context to justify your sin more? Misquoting, misusing, misappropriating the scriptures in order to validate behaviors that you don't want to change more? Were you bringing forth more of him? Do we simply just see more of the worldly you? The bearing is the proof. What area needs to die in order for your fruit to live? Did you die? Overseer asked us, did you die? I'm expanding. Have you killed the things you liked? Huh. The things you found pleasure in, the things you found joy in, only to recognize once you had a legitimate encounter with God that some of the things you liked, some of the things you found pleasure in were things that were actually at the root of the worldly you, not the godly you. The bearing is the proof. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace.